0: You're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. You can find more information about Battle Ready and Addison Free Will Baptist Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org org Forward slash Battle Ready Bible Study. Battle Ready Podcast. Believing what it says. <laughs> Why are I'm you here? Sorry. Why what are you doing here? I'm
1: sorry. It's you just saw so and funny she clear, the she a It
0: and you know what you're supposed to do. You, you, what are you doing? You can talk, too, you know. Nope. <laughs> you always talk first Welcome and Welcome to that already. We are
1: stuffed. Our church had a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner today, and we're just a little turkey happy. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to all of the ladies of Addison Church. You did a marvelous job on putting together a dinner. It was great. But we are now ready for Battle Ready. So let's get started. Open up your Bibles to
0: Second Chronicles. We're going to kind of... I really was going to ask you before we even started. What I wanted to ask you is, what are you doing here? <laughs> because there are some people that are watching our Battle Ready today that were not with us when we started. Mm-hmm. We started because, like everybody else, when COVID hit, we weren't sure how things were going to work. Nobody knew what was going to go on. And our Sunday school couldn't meet mm-hmm. for a while. So we we just had this little... Sunday school class that we love very much, and we wanted to say, well, we're going to have a Sunday school lesson anyway, and we'll do it and record it, right? Mm-hmm. And then here we are, 2023, okay. headed into 2024. a long time since we've had to stay separate and all those things, and I just wanted to, before we even started today, why are you here? Like, why are we doing this, and what's I, this all about?
1: I like doing this because I like opening up God's Word and studying it. I like reading it out loud. I like involving other people in what we're doing. We don't get a lot of comments, so maybe it's Sometimes not as good for everybody else to Sometimes people send cards for or
0: they send things in. I really appreciate that because it is nice to know that mm-hmm. somebody maybe appreciated something we said or was with us anyway when we were talking about it.
1: Mm-hmm. They all saw when the table fell. Yeah,
0: everybody knows. <laughs> but but if I had to say, like, why I'm here, and why we're still doing this, you know, I think that we need to be reminded. I think we need to be yes. reminded who we belong to. We and are. we need to be reminded what he's like. And when we we're going to go out in the world and we say we're Christians, I think we ought to know what that means. Mm-hmm. And I think we ought to know what the word of God to the best of our ability be students to know what the word of God is standing for mm-hmm. and and how it represents Christ mm-hmm. and I, be able to say that like just in a conversational way. Like I don't have to be a preacher. I don't have to have some special title to take what we use in here and go talk to someone who's my friend mm-hmm. and it be a real thing. It's not Christianese. It's not some special thing that only certain people can do with a certain job title. No. We're not trying to true. be anything like yep. that anyway. Yep. But just to say, here's what God works. God's Word says in plain speech and in a way that I hope we can apply in a conversation. And it encourages. Right? I don't care when you read Scripture.
1: It encourages. If you listen, and it helps you um see things from a from a godly perspective we talked in sunday school this morning about renewing your mind we can get bogged down with the things that we hear and what's going on in the world and the things that are depressing and sinful and sad and horrible and the things people do to each other but when you get into god's word it kind of renews your mind it strengthens your resolve it it helps you to take that next step that next day to what is it, Elizabeth Elliot says to t- to do the next right thing, mm-hmm. whatever that is in your life. And she will to, do... <laughs> <kidding. laughs> <laughs> to do. I have right said thing. that for a
0: very long but time. You know, you is... she
1: might have said it. First. But what yeah. is really funny about that is there's a lot of phrases like that that Christian people have said mm-hmm. their whole life, and then you find out somebody else said it too because that's how God works. It's the same. For everybody, right? I was just kidding about that. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I've heard Mickey say lots of things mm-hmm. that people now quote. Yeah. And and I think, you know what, she wasn't taking that from anybody. She
0: just, that's how she felt about it. What strikes me and what's really come to my attention lately is how desperate people are for a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because we live in a world where you spend most of your day, not just think about the time you spend, silent. We're separated mm-hmm. from one another. We may text one another. We may share something that we've seen on social media. Mm-hmm. We may, like, sit in a meeting have someone talk to us. But for two people or three or four people to sit and have a conversation about things that matter, just in a normal way, mm-hmm. is almost something that we've lost. Like, That's people true. to be able to have a pleasant conversation with someone else about something that matters. And there's and no- I think we're starving for it. And there's no defense. I mean, there's no... You know, there's times when we see
1: things and we talk about the different aspects of it, but we're not out to get you. You know, we're not out to get anybody or ourselves. We're not fighting amongst, we're not trying to prove any kind of
0: hierarchy other than God. When I say that... The reason I think that was important to talk about was, one, just let you know what we're doing here. And if you want to join us and have a conversation about the Lord, we welcome you here. And we'd ask you to share that with people that you'd like to start that conversation with. Mm -hmm. There's people I know would love Jesus if I knew how to get get that across. Well, share this. Share this and and mark their name on it. You know, like just say, I I just want you to see what you think about this. And then maybe we can have a conversation about the word outside of this and it can do some good because that's the point. Yeah. Is to start those conversations because I, and yes. most people that come to the Lord don't come to the Lord cold turkey from themselves. They, they know someone mm-hmm. that leads them in, mm-hmm. that, that welcomes them into that place. And the other reason I do is because we have a story today about King Hezekiah. We have this account of, of his faith and his courage in the middle of extreme obstacles. And what he had to figure out was, what do I believe? Why do I believe that? <laughs> and who do I belong to? You know, who, and, and that's people who don't belong to Christ yet. They belong in your circle. Mm-hmm. They, they they belong to you as friends or family or people that matter to you. But they need to know that they belong to something much bigger, that, that there's someone who made them, that knows them, that loves them, that wants to know them better. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I want to encourage those conversations this week after we get done, just See what you can do to open up that dialogue with people who just need to know that somebody does love them, care about them, desires to know them. He does know them, wants Mm -hmm. them to know him. That's a very
1: good introduction. And we're coming up on Thanksgiving, and I know it'll get hectic. We're coming, we'll bound right into Christmas. But there's so much that we can do right here, right now, while people's hearts are soft mm -hmm. and turned toward thinking of other people and feeding hungry people. I mean, we. I always I always um, scold myself because we think of feeding them at Thanksgiving and Christmas to people who haven't got anything or who who need help. But do we think of how we feed them the rest of the year? How are we taking care of each other? Um, this is that's a very good opening for this conversation. This can be more than just something you watch occasionally, or you know maybe you like yeah. or dislike whatever. But if it gets the door open for someone to hear about God, to hear about Jesus, to hear about what the Bible says, that's an awesome, that's an awesome privilege on your part, not just
0: ours. Mm-hmm. We're a team in this. We are. And, and what we have in chapter thirty-one of Second Chronicles, just to give you, we talked about this last week. We're not going to read every verse of thirty-one, because we talked about this. Hezekiah has started a revival in his country. He's rebuilt the temple. He's rebuilt the walls around the city. He's he's organized and equipped the army that's in Judah. He, he's he been a very, very good king. but And they've knocked down idols. They have brought the Passover back. It hasn't been kept for years and years and years. And now, not only did he do it in Judah, he invited anyone in the north, in the conquered territories of the north, who would want to come and celebrate Passover together in Jerusalem as it should be to come. Many laughed at him, mocked him, made fun of him, but some came. And when they came, they stayed. Not only did they stay for Passover, they stayed past that time. And they started knocking over idols and groves and mm-hmm. taking it down to the Kidron Valley and to the brook and washing away that sin we talked mm-hmm. about last week, that sin of idolatry, getting the right things in the right order. The Assyrian Empire is growing. It's on the move. It's destroyed and taken down everything, and it's a path. They they are extremely powerful. Their best weapon, they're mighty warriors, of course, but their best method of attacking people is terrorism because they do mm-hmm. such cruel and horrible things in their attacks that many nations just meet them at the gates and say, surrender. we surrender, go up. ahead and take over, just don't hurt me. And that's what they've done. And they've already conquered the northern tribes and taken hostages. They've They've killed so many. They've taken over the land. They are under Assyrian control, but they still have freedom of movement. That's why they were able to come down, some of them into Judah, that came. And now the enemy's at the gates. Now King Hezekiah, who set all these things in order as best as he can, that his father destroyed and other fathers ignored. And don't forget... Has got everything in order, but here's the enemy. But don't forget, too,
1: he also set back in order. The priests are starving. The Levites are starving because the fathers before him and... Athaliah the one all these before have have remember the people were supposed to give a part for that church for their they didn't have the land and for property the temple. they had to take care of all of the spiritual things and as these bad kings have pushed them out of the way they're starving because they don't have it not now but Hezekiah resets that order puts it back like it's supposed to be and I think one of the one of the important verses and I know I'm looking at it from a different perspective in in verse 31 is he asked the chief priest and he, because when he told the people that it was time to get back to doing what they were supposed to, they brought in so much stuff, they called it having it in heaps. And it says um, in verse 10, it says, Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zadok answered him and said, since the people began to bring in the to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat. We have left plenty. For the lord hath blessed his people and that which is left is this great store
0: mm-hmm.
1: to me part of this revival also was yes you build up your country yes you tore down your idols but you also set back it's kind of like the heart of what this is all about you mm-hmm. fixed the heart of the, the the priesthood the levites the temple the stuff that you, you put, were supposed to be doing in the right priority. you put them in the right order And I know we talk about that sometimes. We talk about seek you first the kingdom of heaven. Everybody knows that verse. But what does that look like? That looks like cleaning up, setting it back, and getting your priorities straight. That looks like what chapter 31 does Mm -hmm. to me. That's what Hezekiah does in chapter 31. And I just want to note, before we finish 31 and actually go into 32, the very last verse of that, verse 21 of chapter um, 31 says, And thus did Hezekiah, actually 20 and 21, And thus did Hezekiah throughout all Judah and wrought that which was good and right and truth before the Lord his God. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, in the service of the house of God and in the law and in the commandments to seek his God, he did it with all his heart and prospered. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really big couple of sentences there because he didn't just it wasn't just the country it was every work in the house of the in the house of god in the law and in his commandments to seek his god he did it with all his heart sometimes i think we live in a day where we're kind of backing up as a church i think we're afraid to step out and say hey you know this is god god's in control he knows what to do And the next chapter is perfect, another perfect example of we're gonna see things happen. And as and I'm gonna mix the two together a little bit, so bear with me. I'm sorry if that's confusing. But in 2023 and 2024, and any years that comes after this, we gotta remember that God is still in control. He still looks after his people, he still knows what's going on, and he is not his arms not shortened, his strength is not gone. His wisdom didn't disappear. He still knows what's happening, and he still can be turned to in this time of that you set up with Assyria at the door, hollering and breathing threatenings and saying horrible, awful things and doing terrible things to the kingdoms around them. Now he's at Hezekiah's door, and it's interesting what he says to the people. It is, and I, I just want to say that... Um, <clears throat>
0: Before Hezekiah rules, it says there are places of worship to false gods inside the temple, Mm -hmm. on every green hill, in the valleys, Mm -hmm. in Jerusalem, all around Jerusalem, and all the cities of Judah. Think about it this way, not like you already know everything. Yeah, think about it this way. In a man's mind at that time, living in that time and in that place, what you have when you have all of that, Is a myriad of things to put your trust in. And let's just say, if this one fails, this one might work. And if this one fails, maybe I count on that guy. And if, if I've got it wrong, surely one of them's right. So there's all these places to put your confidence. The only thing I even think that comes close as a parallel today would be I know this sounds crazy, but like the stock market. It's like, what do they tell you? They say, Diversify. That's not bad advice, right? Because if this stock falls, well, this stock might be doing all right. This Mm -hmm. one might be doing better. And and I'll know that if I put my trust, there's nothing wrong with the stock market, that's not my point. If If I spread my money out to all these different places, well then, I don't have to fully trust any one thing to get me through. I've got, and financially speaking, I've got other things to rely on. Wise, not a bad idea. But spiritually speaking, That's a really bad idea. It, it's that now that Hezekiah has done, went through this revival, he's brought things back into order. Because there's one altar. And that is what the enemy is going to bring into question in just a few verses is is he's going to say, you guys used to have, he's, the, the enemy will say in a minute, no God that anybody's ever served has ever been able to stop us from completely destroying them horribly. And they know that. They've already heard the noise, the news from these other nations about the cruelty of the Assyrians and how nothing they worshiped, nothing they praised, was able to protect them in any way from this force that's unstoppable and coming toward them. And he says to them, not only do, not only is any God you worship not going to stop us, you only have one
1: one's enough if it's the right but one. <laughs> that's what he says. You only have one but here's altar the in
0: all of your nation. But here, Why do you think that we're not going to be able to conquer that? But
1: here's the problem
0: in my mind. Here's the
1: problem. This nation, this group of people, Hezekiah's people have been told since Moses, one, there's one God. Mm-hmm. You should never have had all these other things. This is what's causing the problems
0: that you see around you. But when you came to Jesus, right, when you, you became a Christian, you came out of a different place and you became a Christian and you put your faith in Jesus Christ, how many times over, the, over your Christian life have I heard maybe this church? Not, right well, maybe. not even that. But how many times has that faith you put been what people bring against you, the same challenge Satan did then, he does now. Mm-hmm. You have a naive faith. Mm-hmm. You think that if you trust God, he's going to take care of all of it. Yes. You can't just trust God. You also have to. Mm-hmm. You're That's being true. naive. You're being That's gullible. True. You're That's being foolish true. just to trust the Lord. That is what Satan always tells us. It's that's not going to be said,
1: enough. That's what he said in the garden, when
0: right? You, I heard you say before when you went to college, you thought that what people told you was like everything you know about, the, that's not going to be enough. You need to know what all these other people know. You need mm-hmm. to know what everybody else thinks about this ish, issue or that issue. You're naive in thinking that this is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just not worldly enough. I've heard people say you, you don't know anything past you know what I mean mm-hmm. this little you think the Bible's got all the answers you think Jesus has all the answers and there's so much more to life than that mm-hmm. same attack that's coming against Hezekiah is yes. there's so many other things to believe and you've got this little narrow faith and, and you think it's color. the only one that matters but don't you know those people over there have a God too and those people over here have a God and it's ancient and it's knowledgeable and they wear nice robes too Right, and they're all intelligent, and sh- maybe you've missed something. Maybe there's something else that you should know that you don't know, and you're going to look like a fool. Mm-hmm. You're going to look like a fool if you put all your trust in that one place. That's the same attack we get all the time. Mm-hmm.
1: It is. Right? And that's what he's saying to. to that's what
0: Shanacharib is saying to. But how many times it, you're not going to have Hezekiah. faith in Jesus and not have that be leveled against you. At some point, it always is. They're going is. to say you're foolish just to think that's going to work, and yet that's not going to. Every enough.
1: time that's been put to the test, it works. It works because no, all those other gods that were not the real mm-hmm. God, they couldn't do anything. There was no such thing. There was thing. no help. But now you're up against this one, and I like what you said. And I know it's the end of the story before we get to the story. I know. But the end of the story is this: this nation of Assyria, horrible, cruel, terrible, awful as it is gets here and it gets stopped
0: it gets stopped now some of them you guys that have read ahead when we get there some of them will be used by who conquers them by babylon Mm -hmm. to to do certain things later when they backslide Mm -hmm. and they go back into sin and they go back into idolatry and that will be the end of this nation Mm -hmm. and and these guys that look so tough here are slaves to another nation who's more powerful than they and there will be a consequence to them departing from God and going back in the other direction. But in this moment in time, and in this place, a king said, "I'm going to bet all I've got on one God guy. I'm going to I'm going to take the biggest risk of our life and say that if God doesn't do it, it won't get done."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it takes. And that's what it takes. And as
1: foolish as that sounds to the world today, that's always what it takes.
0: What did Jesus say? It is, it, Paul said it. He said he uses the foolishness of preaching, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. to confound the wise. And he uses that's the simple, simple to confound the and wise. I, and I've heard people say, you know, you act like that's the whole thing is just getting saved and believing in Jesus. The answer to it all. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is because this world is it, it, we're going to live 70 years, 80 years max right here. There is nothing here worth losing heaven over. There's nothing here that Christ can't make better, can't fix, mm-hmm. can't conquer, can't be the king and lord of because he is. Mm-hmm. And we we keep thinking, well there must be more I need. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, and this man is what says you need. this. And science has said that. Learn everything you can possibly learn, but there is nothing that he doesn't know that you, that you need to know. That's right. That there's nothing that God doesn't know. So he he can be trusted. You can bet it all on him. And mm-hmm. it's a sure bet. Well,
1: and what I think you were referencing for my sake is when I went back for my master's degree, you know, and I most people don't even know I have that, but I paid a lot of money to get that degree. And in every course I was in, I thought, well, the Bible already says that. Well, that's because I had I had been a student of this a long time. I didn't do that right out of high school. I did. I was a student here a long time before. And there is nothing new. When Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun, there's not. There might be a new twist. There might be a new how to do this. But somebody's thought of that before. It's been tried before. It's been done in a different way with just a different bit of wording. Or it's, you know, you could... The truth is but truth. But the truth is truth. And it's here it's all in here everything that they taught in business now i'm not talking about like how to calibrate um um, some kind of math formula to do blah blah. i'm not talking about that although it does tell you in here the principles behind it are still here but i i kind of feel for hezekiah in this next chapter because he I it doesn't say, I don't think I don't I if it did I didn't catch it, where people are going, Hezekiah, okay, are you sure this is what we should do? But you know they were there. They're always. It there. does say it a little bit.
0: It says it even more if you read the story in Second Kings. Yeah, maybe it gives why. you even more an idea that the people, the people are with him. They believe him. They've been through this great revival, and they want to follow him. But when it's put to the test, they say, "Are you sure? Are you sure? They, it shouldn't." And, they, the, and the enemy stirs up doubt for the leader because the, the, they're saying, "You know what? He's lying to you." He's telling you something you can't trust in, you can't rely on. And, and Hezekiah's man. like, no, you don't understand. You're not relying on me. You're relying on the God who never fails. The, the, I'm relying on him. Mm-hmm. You, you can't rely on me. That's mm-hmm. Hezekiah's heart. He's like, I'll fail, but he won't fail. No. And so we should read So a double, what does it
1: say? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his in ways. In all of his ways. So we're in chapter 32 of Second Chronicles, and we'll start... It says after these things and the establishment thereof, after the revival, after all the cleaning out, all the the stuff that he did in 31, then here comes the the test. test. Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered into Judah and encamped against defense cities and thought to win them for himself. That's his intent. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem, He took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains, which were without the city, and they did help him. So there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains and the brook that ran through the midst of the land, saying, Why should the kings of
0: Assyria come and find much water? Okay. Yes, go ahead. What does that mean? That means that if you lived outside the walls of the capital city of Jerusalem, that water that was flowing to you is stopped too so people that came in to do this because we're going to reduce what the enemy can use as he encamps around us are now all gathered in the city of jerusalem Mm -hmm. together they're they're like they're surrounded by an enemy that is mighty Mm -hmm. but hezekiah and his wisdom hezekiah is like you know that he's a descendant of Solomon because he, his water works are one of the marvels of the world. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. underground water and springs and the way and he, the m- under the he was able to bring rivers that were crooked and wasting water straight into the capital city so that they could drink and have clean water for all that they needed. They're, they're incredible. Study that. Start, study that in architecture. It's amazing. You talk about math and science and brain. But that means that there's a whole big crowded bunch of people inside the walls of Jerusalem mm-hmm. waiting this thing out. Mm-hmm. Right? What's going to happen? Verse 5. Excuse me. And he strengthened
1: himself and built up all the wall that was broken and raised it up to the towers and another wall without and repaired Milo in the city of David and made darts and shields in abundance. Mm-hmm. And he set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city and spake comfortably to them saying be strong and courageous be these not are the, afraid.
0: You your two verses to highlight if you want to get out your highlighter mm-hmm. or your pencil or however you mark scripture i write it on a separate place verses seven and eight when he when it says he spake comfortably here's a leader mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stir you up to fear and panic i'm gonna tell you words of comfort that are going to get us through this hard Mm -hmm. situation and they are so important but Mm -hmm. listen to what he says he says be strong and courageous
1: be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of assyria nor for all the multitude that is with him for there be more with us than with him that is not true with
0: him wait 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 you gotta mm -hmm. stop at seven physically speaking i'm not saying the bible's not true he's right hezekiah is exactly right Physically speaking, the Assyrians have them outnumbered. They're outside the walls, mm-hmm. and a huge, he said, No, but there's more with us. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. Open his eyes. Open their there's eyes. There's more with us than with them. Mm-hmm. And the people are like, <laughs> Right? Yeah.
1: And then verse 8. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. Us and
0: God, that's more than whatever is outside that gate. (laughs) When we are together with God, standing here in the city, there are more of us than there are with them. And the people rested
1: themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah.
0: How much must he have lived in front of them righteously that when he says that, they believe it. Mm -hmm. They're with him. Mm -hmm. That's a leader. He says to them, you don't understand. God with us in this place... Is stronger than anything outside that wall, Mm you know? And, And every day we forget
1: that as we fight our little battles amongst ourselves for whatever things. If we have cleaned house and got our stuff in order and revivaled, the same thing he did here. We cleaned it out. We took out the trash. We filled up. We did things in the right order. We got ourselves prepared. We're doing what we're supposed to do according to what God has told us.
0: And apparently... Apparently, the enemy overheard that boast. Yeah. Apparently, he overheard that claim. That's here Because comes. What, what the enemy has to say at the gate, this Sennacherib from Assyria, after. who comes, he says, you know yeah, what, you, you might think. Don't listen to him, he That he, your king knows something, but I'm going to guarantee you your king does not know what I know. And let me tell you in my wisdom, my worldliness, and my experience, which is so much more than your king's, mm-hmm. that nothing has stopped us. No king, no no God, no altar, no worship, no special magical powers. He's going to go through it all. Nothing's been able to stop us and from utterly destroying our enemies. And your king is lying to you. Do not trust him. Mm-hmm. Right? And this, He's naive. And that's 9 to He's 16. Stupid.
1: Thus did Sennacherib, king of Assyria, send his servants to Jerusalem. But he himself laid siege against Lashish. Lashish. I can't say that, Lachish, Lachish, and all his power with him, unto Hezekiah king of Judah, and unto all Judah that were in Jerusalem, saying, this is what he said, exactly what she said, Thus said Sennacherib king of Assyria, Why do you trust that you abide in this siege in Jerusalem? Doth not Hezekiah persuade you to give over yourselves to die by famine and thirst, saying, The Lord our God shall deliver us out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Hath not the same Hezekiah? taken away his high places and his altars, commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, You shall worship before one altar and burn incense upon it. So Sennacherib in his ignorance is saying, You took down all these other gods. Some of the ones are the ones that we serve. You, know, so you, you took away the things uh-huh. that would give you some kind of power. Right. You just got one you that you're going to deal with. Know ye not what I and my fathers have done unto all the people of the other lands, where the gods of the nations of those lands, no, were. So mm-hmm. they were That's the right. gods of the nations of those lands anyways able to deliver their lands out of my hand? He's a rather boastful king. He's pretty,
0: pretty he's sure boastful, of himself. He's boastful, but he's proved it. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty sure of himself too, right? But he's proved it. They haven't. Because we don't have the right God. The kingdom of the north couldn't stand. Mm-mm. and it No did. kingdom on the way. Has been From Turkey, from Asia Minor, all the way around the Mediterranean, no kingdom has withstood him. And think about all the different things worshipped, all the different ways that they stood, and all the different talents and skills. When he says that, he's not just bragging. He's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And think again, what's Satan's purpose? We're
1: going to get rid of the line of David.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're going to get rid of the kingdom. We're going to get rid of the priesthood. And here he is standing yeah. at the door with all this noise. Who was there among all the gods of those nations that my fathers utterly destroyed that could deliver his people out of my hand, that your God should be able to deliver you out of my hand? Now, therefore, let not Hezekiah deceive you nor persuade you on this matter, neither yet believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people out of my hand and out of the hand of my fathers, how much less? shall your God deliver you out of mine hand. Notice that scripture has little G's and big G's. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting. Verse 16, and his servants spake yet more against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. He wrote letters to rail on the Lord God of Israel and to speak against him, saying, as the gods of the nations and of other lands have not delivered their people out of mine hand, so shall not the
0: God of Hezekiah. Deliver his people out of my hand. History backs up that claim, by the way. Because there, I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. I wrote it down last week when we were together. I thought we might get to it. But there is literally evidence of the letters this guy writes. He, he would wrote He wrote them in these stone tablets. Not only would he write letters, letters, he wrote stone tablets of the great things he was going to do when he got there. Again, terrorism. And he would say, you know, this is what I'm going to do when I get to your temple or your grove or your place of worship. This is what I'm I'm going to take the blood of the people. You know, this boasts of this man. This is a historically archaeologically proven fact that this is what this guy did. And that's what he's doing to Hezekiah. And just imagine those letters laid out before the king and the King seeing what he's claimed to do and what he has done. Uh I mean, it's one thing if someone just is a big blowhard and they're a bully. It's another thing if they've proven it and there's a list of people they put in the Mm -hmm. hospital before you. Mm -hmm. And this guy says, here's my evidence. You know, this is what's gonna happen when I get there. So it'd be a good idea if you surrender now. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm gonna do. And and it's all that threat and terror and, noise and fear and all the way around, and and it's all laid out for him to see, in in writing. This is I promise. This is what's going to happen, and you don't. You should not be so naive as to believe you can count on your one altar to save you, your one God to save you. But go ahead.
1: And that's isn't that what the world tells Christians yes, today? Yes. Always. It's always what you hear. But here's not, but you're don't stupid. forget the you're, end of the
0: story. You're ignorant about the world. You don't understand how the world works. Mm-hmm. I know I know that God works, and I know that when I trust him, he has never let me down. You know what? I was thinking, we, we took a trip. You said you told everybody to Amish country. We took a trip, and we had a good time. We had a great time. But something that God has really been dealing with me about, and it has to do with this, is that who's claimed you?
1: Mm-hmm
0: right? That's what he's doing with these letters. He's claiming the people of Judah. He's saying, you're mine, and nothing can stop you from being mine. I own you, and here's what I'm going to do when I get there, because he sees that as just another place to spread his authority and his ownership over those people don't matter to him. People in Judah do not matter to him. He doesn't love them, doesn't care about them, but he wants to claim them for his glory. That's what this king of Assyria wants to do. And I thought the same thing. I was we were in a place and we heard Luke chapter 2 read and and about the taxing mm-hmm. and I told you when we were there I said it, and I always thought that that was just come kind of, A historical Mm sub-note to let us know when it happened didn't mean a whole lot of things, but it does mean something. Mm -hmm. Because Caesar Mm -hmm. is saying, I've conquered this land, and now I'm going to count you because you belong to me. You are mine, and I can do with you what I want, and I own you. And so everybody Mm -hmm. go back to his home city to be taxed, right? Mm -hmm. And then God shows up, and he says, none of them belong to you. They all belong to me. They all belong to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, in our lives, there's so many people, so many things that claim us to own us. And I just wrote down some of them. I'm like political leaders that are trying to rise into power. They claim you, not because they love you, care about you, want to serve you most of the time. They claim you because of the power and authority you give them, right? They own you. You are their constituents and they give you, we give them a voice to speak on our behalf, but there's no care. And who those people no. are necessarily, that's just a claim on you. You belong to them. They take you for granted too, by the way. And I thought, addiction claims us. Now you're not Debbie, you're an addict. You're an alcoholic. You're, right? Mm-hmm. That, yep. it, that's yep. who you are. I said that's who you are. You belong to me. You mm-hmm. can't get out of this. I thought about relationships, the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and the good ones, and the mix of those. But how that 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 claiming over you, you don't have a choice. You don't have power. You don't have safety. You're claimed. Someone else decided they owned you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Someone just said, mm-hmm. I, your job owns. you. They think they do. They do. They so. don't own you, but they think they own you. And I'm not saying anything bad about holes or any place. You know what? That's not my point. No. But it, but in their mind. I'm not sure that as a corporation they're in love with you (laughs) or care about your best interest. not saying they're evil. I'm saying they claim you as useful to them. You are ours. Mm -hmm. Your time is ours. Mm -hmm. Your work is ours. Your ideas Mm -hmm. are ours. Right? You're mine. And God steps into the pages of history and the pages of our lives and says, you belong to me. And when you trust me and you believe me, going to prove it to all these that have laid claim on you. Do you know what I mean? Yes, who else do you have on there? I, I, I said just organizations you belong to. I just started listening. There's so many people that, that claim, claim me us. for their benefit, and God claims me for my benefit. He claims me to do mm-hmm. for me what no one else could do. And like all these other things see you as like a mass group of people to be controlled or used, and God sees you as an individual to be redeemed and loved. And and to make his own child, and to make his own way and glory in your life, and to use you for the most important thing in the world to shine his light. He's not using you. He's loving you and blessing you and claiming you. And I I I thought the same thing when we we've read in David before in Chronicles and David gets in so much trouble for counting the people. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why was that such a big deal? Why was God so angry about God take or about David taking a census? And, and we read that the census was to only be taken by the priests for the glory of God mm-hmm. and for what they were to do in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And David had said, I just want to see how many people belong to me. None of have, them.
1: How many are in the kingdom? You know yep. how many
0: people belong to you? None of them. You know how many kids my kids belong to me? None of them. Right? Mm-hmm. They, if we could get that perspective for a minute. They've been, these people of God have been claimed, and mm-hmm. someone else has, has reared an authority over them that is not theirs to hold. Mm-hmm. And when the children of God acknowledge that they're the children of God. And say who they are. God will lay his claim on them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and nobody else will be he's able to. He's not going
1: to force them to do that. But though.
0: nobody else will be able to, mm-hmm. because they can't stand in his presence. That's true. And he said, that one is mine. And don't and don't he, bother and, it. And Assyria, the
1: Assyrian king is just basically saying, you're stupid. You're We can't help but conquer you
0: because you believe in this one God. I've gotten myself into situations in life where I felt like I had absolutely no choice, that I was in a mess that I couldn't get out of, that there was no hope, mm-hmm. right, for where I had got myself, This these things I've done. I forgot who I belonged to. I forgot that nobody else has a claim that I'll stand up if I give myself to the Lord. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. It sounds like it's it sounds rather radical, but it's not. It's just remembering who you are. I can work and I can be in a relationship and I can vote and, and be active mm-hmm. in my community, but they don't own me. Mm-hmm. God they does. don't get to speak onto what they're going to do to me and how my end will be and whether or not I succeed. They get no claim on that. The God I serve gets a claim on that. Mm-hmm. And that's what Hezekiah figured out. Mm-hmm. And that's what he teaches. Hezekiah figured out, you, you can call me naive all you want. You can call me ignorant all you want. You can make all the nasty, disgusting threats you want to make. Mm-hmm. But I belong to God. Mm-hmm. And he'll have the last word And he'll word have the
1: last say, absolutely. Right? Absolutely.
0: He gets to say. And then look at verse
1: 18. And it said, and Then they cried with a loud voice in the Jews' speech. Unto the people of Jerusalem that were on the wall, to affright them, and to trouble them, that they might take the city. They're not saying anything to help them. They're saying this. They're terrifying purpose. them. And they spake against the God of Jerusalem and against the gods of the people of the earth, which were the work of the hands of man. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> I, I I think that's I like how the scripture does that. It. You know, it didn't work in other
0: places. But we tried that. It works when we talked about these false gods, but mm-hmm. we tried to treat God Himself with the same method. Can't you? Don't And you, this is a little different.
1: Just knowing what you know, don't you feel like you crossed that line right here?
0: And the line you cross is God. And because Hezekiah said, We belong to the Lord, mm-hmm. they can't come any farther than the Lord allows them to come. And here, and here no it is. No matter how loud they get, and verse, they right. can't go any farther.
1: But isn't that that's something that Richie always says that I tried I try to remember when things are bad or things are scary or things or whatever. It's a lot of
0: noise. But God sickness h- does that. But, I don't mean to belabor. Sickness claims you. Well, you are a cancer patient. Mm-hmm. You are a fill in the blank. It'll claim you. That's what you are. That's you can't do anything about that. God can do something about that. God says go home "As far as I allow it, and no farther." Mm-hmm. To the person who said, "I belong to the Lord," right? Mm-hmm. He's got the. You said the line in the sand. He draws it. He does, because they belong to me, because they're mine. And when he says, "Not saying you won't have to go through cancer." No, and I'm some saying cancer can't from take cancer. from you anything that God would like you to have, and everything He's promised you to have, you get to take with you mm-hmm. if you leave this place. And it can't go any farther than he allows. And he allows it, and he and they
1: have wrote letters, and they've yelled over the fence, and they mm-hmm. and they've, they've tried the same time. tired
0: old tactics. But they've tried works. with everything else that people put their trust in, but now we've got people who've put their trust in God. And what are we going to do? And
1: verse twenty says, and for this cause, Hezekiah the king. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, mm-hmm. prayed I love that he's there. and cried to heaven. See, I Isaiah's think, there. He's I'm, come
0: down from the he's come down from the northern kingdom. He's there, standing with the king in Jerusalem. That gives me chill pumps. Here they are together. Mm-hmm. Hezekiah may not have been. You know what? Maybe he would, but. But what if he couldn't have stood there without his friend? What if he couldn't have stood stood there without the prayer of Isaiah in that place to make him strong? And Isaiah's saying, I'm telling you, God says it's all right. It's going to be fun. Say it. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? We need godly people to say those things. With us to stand in faith and say, I know they're telling you you're ignorant and stupid, but guess what? Anybody who doesn't believe the word of God, history has proved is ignorant and stupid. God will work Mm -hmm. in this situation.
1: No matter what the. May, no matter how many people are on the wrong side. And there's side. always more
0: mm-hmm. on the other well, side. Well, there was, there's right? There was more. always more. Except Hezekiah says, no, sir. no, there's
1: there's more. not more. <laughs> we grow right. more in here. And, I, and right? that, that takes you back to my very favorite story, which is not in this encounter, but it is the encounter with either Elijah or Elisha. I can't remember, but show him. Open his eyes, God. Let him see. And then there were more. You don't see the battle. I'm thankful we don't actually see the battle. It probably scares to death mm-hmm. if we saw what things were going on around us. Verse 21. And the Lord sent an angel. Yes, he did. Which cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and just captains one. in the camp.
0: Just one. He didn't say of he sent the king of He Assyria. didn't say he sent a army of angels. He sent an angel. Pardon. He sent an angel. One messenger of God. Mm-hmm. Who destroyed all? Of
1: so the I know it doesn't say here, but over in in Second Kings, what is it, nineteen somewhere in there? Somewhere there it says there's like 180,000 men that just show up dead the next day.
0: Mm-hmm. He sent lay on the ground.
1: He sent one angel, which cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and captains in the camp of the king of Syria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. <laughs> and when he was come into the house of his God, little G. They that came forth of his own bowels slew him there with a sword.
0: The Bible doesn't need backup, but that's Thus, a well backed up historical account that his sons well, say say murdered that. him when he walked back when he came back without the army. Sennacherib, right? Mm-hmm. His two sons murdered him, and then began to rule in his place. That's that's how the the Assyrian empire falls apart is because it's split and it's not good and there's infighting and they get killed too. But the thing is. That that the do, Bible doesn't need up. It says it happened. It happened, but it is backed up by other historical accounts. This is exactly how he died, mm-hmm. and in the house of his false god. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. In the house, and of when his he was come god. into the house of his
1: god, mm-hmm. they that came forth of his own bow slew him there with the sword. Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all other. And guided them on every side. I, I don't think you can miss the part. I, I don't. We don't have it in this account, but in 2 Kings, what is he it, shows this letter to 19. God. He spreads that letter out before
0: God. <laughs> yeah, it, and and I, and in I Kings, don't, he does it. You God, know, don't have to want, read it. That is true. He lays it all out. I don't want to miss Lord. that though, because I like how that's written. <laughs> what are you going to do about this? <laughs> Here it is. He's, Be, he's which I love because the I can't do anything about this. What are you going to do about mm-hmm. all this? You know? Um.
1: he also told the people not to answer him
0: yeah when they're screaming on the wall and he told don't them, answer back and,
1: and and they and one thing that we didn't talk about is they're talking their language mm-hmm. so they're not talking assyrian they're talking in the jews language but isn't that and they're trying to tell them what they think about their religious practices, from what little they know. I don't and know. what would they know? I just think it's... What would they know? They would know nothing. Yes, they would. Oh, well, they would because they came, already went through the north. Right. no. Nope. Okay, tell me why. You're talking about their... Jonah.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. That's his The great revival that Jonah's okay, that. ministry brings together, together is in Assyria. Nineveh is the capital of Assyria. Mm-hmm. So when Jonah goes to that, There were people in Assyria who knew what the Bible said, who knew who God is, who had that great revival. The, the book of Nahum is the, the warning of destruction of the Assyrians because they rebelled against God that they knew, that they had recognized. So the, Oh, God in, char, in charge of all people, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they know about the God of Israel. Yeah, they had a great revival in that place, and they've turned against him. So how long ago was that? I'm, I, I don't know because I didn't study this out, but how, how? what's the time difference? I'm not sure exactly how many years before, but the nation did know. And the nation is not only the book of Jonah is about dealing with them, so is the book of Nahum about God dealing with them. So so they do know stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then that make it worse, though. When yes. You, when, when you're fighting your battle and you have somebody who knows religious talk mm-hmm. starts telling you what you... How ignorant you uh, are to believe in God and God doesn't mm-hmm. work that way and you can't trust him with this and you've got to depend on your own knowledge. You've got mm-hmm. to depend on your own understanding. You know what? I should have you've got ahead. to work this out yourself because religious people are some of the most mm-hmm. heretical people there on the planet. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right? Unfortunately, that's true. But a true. simple faith in Christ... And in God the Father, that simple faith is your defense. It is your line in the sand. Mm-hmm. Right? It is. It is the claim of authority. In Second Kings
1: in chapter 18, it says, But the people held their peace while they were t- saying all these things and answered him not a word, for the king's commandment was not to answer. Don't get into a verbal battle. Don't apply that. Mm-hmm. Apply that yeah. today.
0: Be quiet. Don't get into a verbal battle. Watch what God does. Mm-hmm and stay confident in him mm-hmm. and watch what he does. And
1: verse chapter 19 verse 3 of 2nd Kings says and they said unto him thus said Hezekiah This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy for the children are come to the birth and there is not strength to bring forth. It may be that the Lord thy God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh which king of Assyria his master sent to reproach the living God and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. Therefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnants that are left. So here is where he starts to call for Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Isaiah comes in and says, hey, mm-hmm. and Hezekiah received the letter. So when they sent him the tablet Threats. or the written Threats, version yeah. of it, he this is in verse 14 of 19 of 2 Kings, he received the letter and read it and went to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. <laughs> Here you go, Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, and I, you know what, I th- I think this prayer is one I'm, I'm claiming it. I, I, wa- I want to remember it. to do this because I forget sometimes. I am never
0: one not to steal a good idea. That's
1: right. <laughs> and it works. It works. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwelleth between the cherubims, thou,
0: why does he say that? Because he let his place in in the t- holy of holies to dwell among his people. That's right. He's it, not saying that's the only place you live. He's saying the God who comes down here so we can Get in contact with and you and you, we need you, and you yeah. told us how to set yeah. this up, and that's where we got God to. who chose right. to put His
1: name here. Thou art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. I hate to tell you this, but it always starts with giving God. Acknowledge is His. What is His? To his credit, he, he is Lord made it. I don't think there's ever a prophet. I don't know. I I, am, I don't think I it, there is one. But I don't think there's ever a prophet that doesn't take them back and say, you got to start here. I made it. He made it. You made the heavens and the and earth. And yet we have ministers all over our country saying he, will he, say, didn't, make nah, it. he didn't make it. Yeah. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which, has, which hath sent him to reproach the living God. Hezekiah is saying, not only is he, is he picking on us, but he's bad-mouthing you. And that's enough, that's enough to make me upset. Yeah. Right? Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations of their lands. <laughs> right? are not lying. We saw that. And have cast their gods, old G, into the fire, for, their, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, now they, have de- they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand. That's not, that's just, that's just the ask, right? It's not, you know, there's so many other it's things trust. he could have said, it was just. It's just yeah, All that, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Just one. I can't, I, yeah, I, the, when you read that and you see that he, he's basically saying, you got rid of all these other gods, but do you think this one guy is going to do it? Yeah. No.
0: The, the, I, I guess thousand. the title of the session should be, One's Enough. One's Enough. If it's the real one. You've been listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what we studied today, or if you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at study at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. That's study at gmail.com. You can also find more information on our website, www.addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash battle-ready Bible study. Battle Ready Podcast. Believing what it says.